at this point in my life, I felt like, you know, I mean, I was on top of the world and I was a plug in Baltimore City, somebody who was known for doing what I was doing. I was like one of the biggest rappers in my city. And then, you know, I got shot, you know, shots went through my car and I almost lost my life. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist On Leg. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about famous rap stars' lifestyles, and if what they're rapping about is just entertainment or something real that they're experiencing in their lives. Now, we all know rap, and many, many people are listening and filling their minds and hearts with this stuff. But what is in the music? In our last show, we had Aaron Livers talk about how he got into drug dealing at the age of 12, and that lifestyle led him to being one of the top drug dealers in Baltimore and beyond. He told us that rap stars are talking about real events and real beliefs that he himself was, and that it was kind of like a spirit behind the whole thing, and that in the time he knew the rap music was somehow controlling or altering the environment that he was rapping to. Now, his real story is real bad, okay? And he told us that his life revolved around money and getting anything he wanted, including any woman he wanted. This lifestyle eventually brought him into some famous places, and he's going to tell us the reality of living that way and what he really felt inside. Aaron, welcome back to the show. And I appreciate you having me back, man. God bless you, man. And I thank everybody, you know, just for all the listeners as well. Awesome. Aaron, your story is fascinating. And the theme in your life, it seemed like you had something to prove to be the biggest and the baddest. Now, looking back, who are you trying to prove yourself to, you think? Um, I would honestly say, like, just being super transparent, like, um, more so just to prove something to myself. I felt like it was something special about me. And I was trying to find out what that thing was. Like, what was it? Was it that I was going to be this big drug dealer, make it out the game, make it out the streets and be, you know, become a famous rapper? Maybe that was going to be the special thing. Yeah. So it wasn't really about really proving that because I felt like I was already it. Like my pride and, and who I was living and people were saying who I was. I was that dude and it wasn't nobody else besides me who, you know, who could compare. So wow. it wasn't trying to be the biggest, baddest. I was just comfortable with being who I was, but I just wanted to be who I was at the highest level. Wow. Now, I understand this lifestyle brought you in front of celebrities. Can you tell us about what happens in those types of parties? Um, I would say, like, you know, being a rapper and then just being plugged in, being a street dude, I ended up being around a lot of rappers. I've seen a lot of um, people, like, you know, been around, like, the rapper's future. He's pretty much one of the biggest rappers in the rap game right now. Like, my homeboy signed to him. Oh. I've been around a lot of them, been in the stadiums and stuff like that. Been, you know, seeing like how empty people look like they working for something and they not never gaining nothing. Got all this money, all this jewels and not getting nothing. Really? Yeah, I've seen that stuff. You're talking about the celebrities at that time? You felt they were empty? Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it because I would come into their dressing rooms and stuff like that. And we have all the same friends. But when they people would see me, they would get more pumped up. 
And when they see me, then they see that, you know, they're famous rapper, homie. <laughs> and it's because I was always like, you know, the life of the party. I was always turned up. Oh. So I would see stuff like that. I actually been um, around a famous celebrity. Her name Black China. Like me and her, she actually jumped in the car with me. She used to be with the Kardashians. Oh, my God. We actually drove to the club together, talked to her. She said, you don't know me? I'm like, nah, I don't even know you like that. She's like, I'm the one that Drake keep talking about in the song. I'm like, oh, what's up? She's she like, nah, nah, you know, we talking and stuff like that. And I just heard recently her, she just had an encounter with the Lord. So shout out to her as well. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. My homeboy was going to LA. He ran into these two young chicks who was 20 years old, ended up being Hugh Hefner girlfriends. They invited us to a big party. So we went to the party out there and kicked it with these girls, man. What do you mean party out there? At the Playboy Mansion? Yeah, with the Playboy Mason and all that. So we went down there and we kicked it with them. <laughs> okay, okay. Seeing what it was like and we partied with them and, you know, a lot of drinking, a lot of drugs, a lot of money spent. They even had us coming out on TMZ. Oh, my God. It was like a crazy stuff. Like, you know, I mean, a lot of sex, a lot of crazy stuff. I can't even go into. I don't even feel comfortable even talking about half of that crazy stuff that happened on that part. But it was like a lot, a lot of crazy stuff. You see some wild stuff going on up in there. So when you're there, though, of course, you're probably exhilarated at the time. But what was really going on in your heart during this time? Yeah, I, it just, none of it felt real. I it just like everybody was just like hypnotized. What do you, hypnotized? Yeah, it just felt like everybody was just like moving slow. It felt like even when I think about it now, and even as even though I wasn't a believer at the time, I felt like, you know, something wasn't just right with these people. It just felt like, it just felt dirty. Really? It felt like the people who you would think will be these beautiful magazine models and all these different things, you would think like you'll be just blown away from seeing these people. But at the whole time, I'm like, bro, this ain't what you think it'd be like. So you were disappointed. You felt kind of like this moment where I arrived to fame and fortune. You had tons of money from all the drug deals that you did. You made so much money. If I can be just raw and like real clear... I would say I was open to seeing just what was going to happen there because like I said, I always felt like I was something special about me. Mm -hmm. So being in these places wasn't surprising to me. I just felt like I was going to get to these places anyway. It was just like, yo, we in these places. I see what's popping in. And I mean, oh man, this ain't nothing. These people look like they lost, they dry, they look like they hurting. But at the same time, they keep consistently doing the same different thing. They strung out on drugs. Half of these girls suicidal. Half of these men on here just, you know, they just broken, you know, their wife and their kids home. And they thinking like they come into this place to fulfill a fantasy. And they don't know the fantasy don't never stop. It's just going to take you deeper and deeper. And you can see it in these people's faces and their eyes. They're in their last stages of their life before they lose everything. I can see that stuff even from that perspective. Even from me being in a dark perspective, I can still see, man, these people was like, man, wasn't it wow so this was very unfulfilling but i understand though you've been with some of the most beautiful women in the world in this lifestyle like you said you had all the money the drugs the fame the rap and beautiful beautiful women were flocking to you did you ever feel like you truly arrived in that moment when you were with these women because this was like the drug of choice for you no not really because exactly what you just said drug of choice it was a temporary until, like, you know, if it could be transparent, so you bust a nut. And then that's it. That's when you look at them like, I don't care how beautiful you are. It's all the same. Even though this beautiful woman, this is no value. Only time I could actually say I have value for a woman is when they would actually withhold sex from me and make me get to know them. Then I would have a little bit. I see. Because I actually had to get to know them. Wow, that's so sad. So it was almost like tasteless. I'm kind of understanding from you that it's what the world says. Oh, this is the kind of life that you want. There's people rapping about this. 
It's like, yeah, but it actually doesn't taste like anything. It's just empty and so void. Wow. You know what? Tell me a little bit here about the moment where you're almost shot to death. I understand that this was a huge changing moment for your life. Tell us about that. Um, it was definitely changing. I'm about to drop this project called Neighborhood Superstar because that's my life. I'm my neighborhood superstar. People know me in my hood. Um, putting this project out, I'm on social media real time. I ain't even know too much about social media. I'm about to take my producer home. So I get in my car. I had a convertible Lexus, uh-huh. but I had to top up at this time. And he get in the car with me. When he get in the car with me, we both get in the car. We driving down the street. I pull in front of his house. As soon as I pull in front of his house, and about to let him out. Ten shots just go through my car. Like, bow, bow, bow. Bow, 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 bow. Wow. Like, yo, I jump on top. I'm like, yo, what's going on? I throw his head down because he never did nothing. I couldn't let him die like this. I'm like, nah, you know, if anybody's going to die, it's going to be me because he ain't never do nothing wrong. So I lay on top of him and I'm like, you know, God, don't let me die like this right here. Don't let me die like this. And then, um, you know, I woke up in the hospital in handcuffs because I had warrants for my arrest for some prior stuff that was going on, you know, different things that was happening in my life at that time. Aaron, let's stop here. I want to learn more about how God changed your life in a very instantaneous way. Aaron, thanks so much for revealing how the devil had an ultimate plan for you to die young, but God had a better plan. Aaron, thanks so much for joining us. (laughs) No problem, man. It's a pleasure. It's an honor. Don't go anywhere. I want to talk to you about some things right after the short break. Did you know that just $10 a month can reach up to 1,000 more listeners to our show, where their lives can be inspired and transformed by the power of the gospel? We need your help. We are a nonprofit ministry, and we need your support today. Let me tell you how God is using this show to touch so many hearts. We often hear how someone was just driving in their car, heard our show, and related to someone's story, and God touched their heart. They received Jesus into their life that day. You can donate to our ministry through our website at www.therealliferadioshow.com, where you can make a one-time donation or make a monthly commitment. You can also support us by getting our merch through our website. You can buy t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, and more. Every donation helps, whether it's $3 a month or $100 a month. Thank you so much for your support and prayers. Now back to the show. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, it's crazy how Aaron experienced what many in the world today consider the most coveted lifestyle. I mean, he had woman, he had extramarital relationships, he had drugs, money, respect. There's a lot of people who want this and they consider it happiness. But was he happy? No, it didn't bring it. You know, I tell you the truth. There's no possible way Aaron could ever feel fulfilled because why? Nothing in this world can fulfill the spirit and soul of a man. But what is even more interesting is that his rap music probably portrayed like he was on the top of the world as if everything was fine and great. But now we're listening how he truly felt, that at the height of it all, he felt empty, though he was so full. How is this possible? Could all what people are singing about be a lie? Well, it is a lie, because fact is that nothing in this world, no matter what it is, could ever fulfill the soul of a man. The more man consumes the things of this world, the more empty he will feel. This is an ancient secret. Have you heard? It's written in Proverbs 27.20. Hell and destruction are never full. 
so the eyes of man are never satisfied. This is evident in Aaron's testimony. His eyes, no matter how much he saw, no matter how much he consumed, they could never be satisfied. Now, isn't this true? Think about your life. What meal, what sin has ever truly brought you real fulfillment? What house, car, relationship have you said, oh my gosh, this is the creme de la creme. I now am truly satisfied. I need nothing else. But next moment, you're craving or wanting something else. That's because hell is paved with hooks that are attached to all of our wants and desires. And when we get tied into all of that, it leads us to entanglement. I've been here. The funny thing about the situation is that when I was hooked to hell, I didn't even know it. I thought I was winning, but something deep inside of me was telling me I was losing everything. And Aaron came to that revelation when it was nearly too late. Where are you at with this, beloved? I think someone is realizing right now the reality that all our eyes want and desire is really going to amount to nothing. Father God, help us to know the truth that you are the bread of life that brings true fulfillment. You are the one who truly will fill our souls with true joy, true happiness, and true contentment. Jesus, we welcome you into our lives. We receive you. We believe in you. And we ask you to be the Lord of our lives. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at www.therealliferadioshow.com. See you next time.